0: Good morning, everybody. Good morning, good morning, good moaning to the coffee moners. Put your hand up if you're a coffee moner. Yay!
1: <laughs> not if you're driving and listening on podcast, Yes, there.
0: yes, keep your hands on the wheel. Um, podcasters, pod, they're not podcasters, we're podcasters, aren't they? Are uh, they podcastees? To those
1: listening to po- podcasts. Yeah, podcastees.
0: I'm going to call you podcastee. The yeah,
1: coffee moners. They're still coffee moners, though, aren't they?
0: Yeah, yeah, of course they are. So good morning, everybody. I was just over on Instagram doing a live there chatting about our journey home yesterday from Lisbon. We've been in Lisbon and for the first time in a long time, we didn't go with one of the true, true budget airlines because to be quite frank, we are sick of always having three, four, five hour delays on the way home. So, paid a little bit more, went with Portugal Airways. Everything was so delicious. The ease and breeze of our journey there and back, just heaven. Only to be 10 minutes from Gatwick and to have an announcement saying, we, unfortunately, this has nothing to do with TAP Airways, but we can't land in Gatwick due to potholes on the tarmac.
1: Yeah, potholes.
0: So, just before that, we'd gone through the most horrendous um turbulence so it was just really like nerve-wracking potholes so then so we said we're going to have to take you to heathrow so then we go to heathrow we have to circle round market saying oh my god i've seen that three times now circling around circling around turbulence i saw Kaz
1: doing star jumps three <laughs> times Cass on the beach
0: um of then we land at heathrow guess what heathrow wouldn't let us get off the bloody plane right Oh, I felt so sorry for this woman. She was six months pregnant, she was having a panic attack. Her fellow was like, you have to let her get off this plane because it was, you know that thing when one thing after another is happening? I said to Mark, actually, I just feel like we should get off, but they wouldn't let anyone else get off. So, guess what? We had a delay of over, over three hours. In I didn't,
1: I, I didn't tot it up. But
0: in London.
1: We sat on the tarmac,
0: freezing at cold at
1: Heathrow for about two and a half hours. Two hours,
0: freezing cold because we had to have the door open. No food.
1: I've All never, I've never, never done a so short simple. haul flight from um, from Heathrow to Gatwick before. That was quite something. It took quite a surprising amount of time actually. It took
0: ages. I felt so 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 sorry. I mean, we were there as a couple. We were, we were fine. going. Oh we my were god. Fine. Kids, we were starving. We were freezing, for... but but the people with kids. Oh my. God. Can I just
1: say? Can I just say? She's a right good in this one. She's a good one because there was a mum who had a very, very small child, oh, probably baby. about two years old or something and like and that, a a year and a half gorgeous. toddler, just toddling. We're not walking enough to walk. She'd done the journey. She, she had a she had a trunkie, which used to drag kids along, but the baby was too young to be dragged sleep. along in a trunky. It was so heavy. The
0: baby was asleep. She'd been
1: waiting for so long. The baby had actually been incredibly good. There was another kid on the plane she that wasn't sleep. good. Up uh, and this one, bless her, gets straight off the plane and carries her incredibly heavy trunky, <laughs> I kept offering, but she refused, uh, heavy trunky all the way through to passport control. Wait, what a just... sweetheart. Oh, God, No, no, it a, just well, no, no, but it's just
0: like, but, but, you don't what, see that often. But what made me so angry was she couldn't have the buggy. As she got off the plane. She was on her own, you know, year and a half old baby, big, big trunky. like a McLaren or
1: something, yeah. But
0: she said to me, in Portugal and everywhere else, you're allowed to take the buggy off the plane. Everyone's much more chilled. Can I just say everyone's but, but much more chilled everywhere else? M- you know when you get off and they've parked miles walking, walking, walking. I walking, gain a rose. People with kids fast asleep. Why? I want to start a campaign about this. Can you not be given the buggy at the gate, at the... Exit uh, at the plane. Yeah, at the but the plane. We used to have this with our little yeah, ones. Yeah, That's no, what but, I said to us. I not remember that feeling. It's
1: been a long, long time since I've heard in extreme close-up the sound of a child vomiting. Be right. Be, oh,
0: it was so. No, but tell them what. So it I said to Mark, I was looking at the sick bags, and I said, "Isn't that weird? God, nobody's sick anymore no, on planes. Is, I haven't did. heard anyone sick for she years." Just said that. Because I said, now I'm feeling really embarrassed and I worry about my mum because my entire childhood, mm-hmm. we would often do these flights to Jordan, you know, where my dad's from, six, seven hours. And I would be doing it all the way, dry heaving, throwing up every sick bag on there. I said, oh, you just don't hear it anymore, do you? Cut to two. <laughs>
1: no, 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 no! Hang on, hang on. It's better <laughs> the than that. It's better than is that, so that because uh, bless her. Maddie used to make the most. Used to often like get so excited in a pool when we were on holiday, and she'd make the most because you would do an enormous belch that was like the arrival of Beelzebub. <laughs> She's
0: going to love for and that. you. And then you
1: would have to. I would, but, but you always had time. There was always time when there was that brrr, where you could dive in, sw- get her, but well, you were usually in with her because she was a toddler. Put her in a palm tree pot, and she'd vomit in it. Anyway. This sound—I've forgotten this sound. It wasn't a normal sound. It was the sound like this. Too many people have a horror. Hang
0: horror But how God. bizarre is that? After me, two hours before, saying as a <laughs> grown-up, I've never heard anyone doing that. And then it was right. Behind
1: and it didn't stop.
0: But it was the turbulence, the porch shot, mm. and it was oh the classic because it's as we la- when once we'd landed in Heathrow that it happened. hang, about, hang on a minute. Of- the turbulence. Oh my God! I really thought we were going down
1: yesterday. It was the, the the only other time. It was obviously more dramatic than what we were in yesterday. But the only other time, it was Pete, It was just touching the edge of when we threw flew through Hurricane Floyd. It was.
0: It was again, I was like. But I I, I had Jane Moore's um, voice in my head because she's so brilliant. Jane always gives me stats. Because I'm not very good with statistics, because you know I'm no we
1: good with numbers. Can't even say it with statistics. And, and <laughs> she said
0: there has never ever been an airplane crash due to turbulence.
1: No, because do you know why?
0: No.
1: Because <laughs> generally, the ones that have crashed never can tell you. Come back and tell you that it was turbulent <laughs> no, before. No, the black box would
0: tell us.
1: Well, no, they were saying, "Oh, it's turbulent." The black box just goes, "Yes." They as- turbulence no, is an assumption. Don't tell me that because kind of better.
0: But the kids, some of the kids on the plane, they were so sweet. You could See, parents were were scared, but the, the, all the kids thought it About was like two a, animals, two and a half hours They were so. screaming with joy as the plane was bouncing up. But
1: down. anyway, I've never seen so many flight attendants. You know, it's also was really interesting the way in which and I, going back to this idea. So I've got a million and one fractured thoughts all skidding through my slightly ADHD, ADHD head. Slightly. One of the things that is utterly noticeable is we are so. Fucking tight assed and anal and stressed and and yet still useless. So we can't land planes on our fucking tarmac because of fucking potholes. Everyone else is very sort of like chilled and cool and measured about stuff. The Portuguese But the Portuguese stewards, all the way through it, they kept saying their proviso to everything as children were being sick and flights were being cancelled mm. and we are flying out into the ocean for the 86th time. They are going, none of this is TAP's <laughs> fault. <No, yeah. laughs> Can we just say, this is this all not, because of this the This is Bricks. not
0: TAP Airlines. <laughs> this is Gatwick's yeah. fault. So it was quite a thing, but as I said, we filmed a lovely vlog for you oh. guys and that, keep your eye open for that. Faith
1: Goodman says, same or even worse, read really, the uh, chairs with wheelchairs. Talk to Sophie yes. Morgan about wheelchair users on planes. I
0: mean, Absolutely. I know I have. I know, I know well. It's. I think she's on She's on the show tomorrow. Uh, she's yeah. on and your mum and
1: dad often often need uh, wheelchairs and stuff like that. Unbelievable.
0: Cruel. Yeah, so. It was cruel, I felt. Yesterday. So Minky Moo,
1: we were shooting a, a Couple Does Lisbon. That's what we were there for. Um, okay, so we've got lots and lots of stories for you today. Um... I think really interesting ones, ones that will have us sort of chewing the cud, disagreeing, agreeing, thinking about things, questioning ourselves and all that kind of stuff. Britney Spears's husband uh, has, according to TMZ and all that sort of stuff and all the kind of American news outlets, filed for divorce. Um, This
0: makes me sad.
1: And the the, the, the only, well, we'll talk about that in a bit more detail in a minute. So we're, we're talking about that. We're going to be talking about something we wanted to talk about yesterday, which is about the the swimming coach in Doncaster who commented on a young girl's body um, and has been sacked for those comments. Um, And we're also going to be talking about um, Bradley Cooper, who is starring in a new film called Maestro about the life of Leonard Bernstein, the composer, conductor. Uh, who has come under sort of varying sort of criticisms, um, but also support from the unlikeliest of places, which might shut up those criticisms, uh, regarding his use of a prosthetic nose to um, perform as Leonard Bernstein. Obviously, an incredibly faint... Le- and this is the thing that must drive everyone mad of any ethnicity. He was the, a fabulous composer and conductor first, who happened to be a famous Jewish composer and conductor first. So, do you know what I mean? He was... He so, But he is coming under fire for for wearing and using a prosthetic nose and i have some sort of skin in the game in this because we did a reaction or did a reaction to the trailer and i had a very strong response to it so get your thinking caps on there is he engaging in something called dew face which is like Blackface and yellow face um so shall we start with Brittany? should we talk about Brittany?
0: yeah i mean there's not a lot to say no. here it's just I, I just feel sad for her because, um, whatever the reasons are, and of course we will never know, neither should we know, it's two people's, you know, marriage. But, but I just worry about how she's going to be hounded. I mean, I saw today a news outlet, one of the papers saying, oh, there is a video of her. She was driving around LA without her um, ring. We will bring you this video, keep checking in. And I just thought, I'm not going to keep checking in. I don't want to see a video of a load of paps following her, hounding her. Oh, this, 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 to me, it just makes me so sad because you can just see the way it's going to go, can't you? Can,
1: can, yeah, can Britney catch a break, Reese Roberts? Can I just ask a couple of things just for clarification? So Sam Asgari, who is her current husband, who allegedly, we don't know, it's not been confirmed, has filed for divorce. Two things that I, I've seen popping through the tabloids is, one, the suggestion that she, he thinks she may have had an affair or a fling of some form, Um, and, um, and the other one being, I saw somewhere it being suggested that their rows had taken sort of like escalated or their arguments had escalated to a new level which was making things unsustainable. But again,
0: by whom? Again,
1: again, who, who's reporting? By
0: whom, I But mean, is
1: he a goodie? Is he, I mean, as we the, everything know. we know about him, has he sort we, of been we, nice we to... Don't,
0: we don't... We just haven't got a clue. I, just, I just feel so sorry for her because I was so disgusted by the story of the Conservatives I can never well, they say, say he played
1: a key role during it, yeah, fight, yeah the fight fighting against it. her father. Yeah. And,
0: and, you know, uh, uh, to me, it was the equivalent of Victorian mental sure. institutions. Now, obviously, she has struggled with her mental health, uh, and I found the way that she was treated absolutely petrifying. Mm. So what is going to happen now? She's going to be hounded. She's going to be, you know, they're going to be looking like for scraps of film. And it's just, here we go. You know, here we go again. Hmm. So, hmm. enough said, really. It's a sad story of a couple that I think, in, in in the real face of adversity, because the family didn't want him and everything, got, got together and got married, and it seems like...
1: Do you think beneath... Part of
0: me's hoping it's not true.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, neither neither party have commented publicly. Um, uh, Zoe Agnew, sorry, I've said this to you before, I've always felt something weird about her husband. Don't get good vibes. Worry yeah, you've properly. always said that. So. I mean... Does anyone else sometimes feel... I, I sometimes worry that the public narrative or the press narrative that seems to be developing around Britney is one in which there's a, almost a, a hope or a desire or a wish for the idea that she did need some kind of stewardship, not, not, you know, in some way. I, I feel like there's almost... You know, how the, you know how the media can just get a sort mm. of be in its bonnet and the agenda, a bit like the Meghan Markle thing. I mean, you know, whatever happens, I think, to Prince Harry and Meghan Markle you're never going to be able to put a piece of paper between what's really happened to mm. them and what's been no. amplified, agitated, uh, made difficult for them. So if their relationship, as many reports keep suggesting, is in some kind of, you know, trouble or under duress, it's hardly surprising. And then the coverage itself create makes the reality happen that the press wants to happen or wants to have been there in the first place. Mm. I sometimes worry that that's what's happening with, with, with Britney. Yeah. Um, yeah, Sarah Begley. I think they are almost going for the I told you she was bonkers narrative. Absolutely. Exactly.
0: And I mean, the thing is, what what, what A, she has admitted that she's had trouble with her mental health before, but B, just, people get divorced all the time. Yeah, you, yeah. You, know, you know what I mean? But it would be piled on big time. Yeah. Anyway. Okay.
1: Well, let's talk about Bradley Cooper because I thought there's a really good comment that's just gone up which I think is really important to read. Minky Moo. This is about... So, again, just to remind you, this is a new film, Maestro, about the life, love career music, although I don't think it does. It's not like crib to grave story. Uh, The composer, conductor, Leonard Bernstein. I was trying to remember the piece. Didn't he do Rhapsody in blue? No, that was Gershwin. Sorry. I think he did a performance, he conducted a performance of it there. Anyway, major, major figure in in American music and they've made a film Maestro. Bradley Cooper's directed it. He's starring in it. Kerry Mulligan is playing his, his wife. Uh, and it's come under it's come, he's, he's come under stick, principally actually from character, you know, characters. People like uh, Tracy Ann Oberman, um, who is uh, you know a major British actress. I've worked with him in the past, a lovely, lovely woman, um, who who has taken sort of taken in not insult, but is aggrieved at the idea that he has had to adopt what feels like um, an unnecessarily prosthetic nose to to perform as Leonard Bernstein. Bernstein. Heaney
0: said he played the Elephant Man without any makeup. Who? Did he?
1: Did he? Who? Bradley. Did he? Did oh, it? on stage. On stage. Oh. oh, that's interesting. I think you're right. I think, I think he did. Oh. Anyway, Minky Moo says, so, so the suggestion here is in adopting a prosthetic nose to look more like Leonard Bernstein, and he does look like Leonard Bernstein, and Leonard Bernstein did have a nose like this. The suggestion is, is he perpetuating Jewish stereotypes? Is he partaking in Jew face? Is he... Uh, or... And he's not a Jewish actor either. So, or is he simply trying to, through the use of makeup and prosthetics and what have you, get to a place of a more authentic performance and inhabitation, if he, he wants to inhabit the part of Leonard Bernstein more meaningfully? I'm going to give you my, my first response to the teaser was... It got in the way for me, not because of the nose n- and not because it did or didn't look like Leonard Bernstein or not, but because I knew it was Bradley Cooper, all I kept looking at was the fact that he had a prosthetic nose on. Yeah. And that I didn't want because <clears> I'm a <throat> fan of Leonard Bernstein. I'm an enormous fan of Bradley Cooper. I, I also i am not of that school that thinks that only a Jewish actor should play a Jewish character or a gay character. I just don't, I don't feel that at all. What do
0: you think, guys? What do you think? What do you think, Matt? Well, it's not for me to say whether it's insulting or not yeah. because I'm not Jewish. Jewish yeah. But the fact, first of all, I am literally heartbroken if Bradley has again given an astonishing performance and direct and is not going to be recognised for any of that because of this. Because of this, yeah. because I cannot believe that a man. That you know is as 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 smart as he is and as as heartfelt as he is would have in any way had bad intentions. And in fact, Bernstein's family, I
1: think it's Bernstein, Bernstein's yeah. no, 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 family, no, no, that's right. I you're
0: to are are, are are have said the same thing. Yeah, he let said me. they would be devastated. They they've released a statement saying that they are that he had um, conferred with them all the way along. And they're were they over the moon with the dedication, the extraordinary performance and are 100% happy, aren't they? Well, not
1: only that, they go so far as to say it breaks our hearts to see any misrepresentations or misunderstandings of Bradley's efforts. It happens to be true that Leonard Bernstein, their father, uh, had a nice big nose. Bradley chose to use makeup to amplify his resemblance and we're perfectly fine with that. We're also certain that our dad would have been fine with it as well. Um,
0: So can you be more offended than a family? Say, for instance, right? My dad's an actor. I'm not in any way saying that we're of this level in any way. But say for instance, Mm. like my dad is Arabic and he has a fine Arabic nose, and in fact, I have a medium Arabic nose. Mm. And all my life, people have said to me, and in fact, Dean has been the worst about oh my nose. Do you not worry about your nose? Because and I love mine, and I love my dad's nose. Mm. And if my dad were to be played by somebody and they wanted... And, you know, and they were really, like, wanting to look like him and they put on the the traditional Arab nose, which is a hooked nose, let's Mm. face it, for a lot of Arabs, I personally wouldn't be insulted at all. Mm. And I'm just trying to work out how I would feel if somebody else was insulted for me. I don't under... I, 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 I... I worry... That a great story about a great man who was a huge talent, and you know how things can get whipped up really quickly and easily on social media, and people won't watch the film. People, Mm. I worry that the distraction will be away, be taken away from uh, from the story of a great man.
1: I think there's quite a few things working here. I think there's the there's what's it called when white privilege. It's almost. I think there's an element to this of people who aren't Jewish. So like you rightly said, I'm not in a position to comment on whether this is offensive or not. You know, not Jewish. My my response to the teaser wasn't about whether, you know, I didn't I know for a fact he's not perpetuating Jewish stereotypes. I know for a fact he's made this film with a tender intent mm. and and love and passion. Him, his, his producers, are Spielberg and Scorsese. Spielberg himself was going to direct this. He handed it to Bradley Cooper. This is not. This is. There is no intent. No, no intent this around going this. On here. What I would say though is, there is a there's a technical aspect to it that gets in the way for me it Mm. it distracted me from bradley cooper and someone just mentioned there and this has come up elsewhere that killian murphy obviously played oppenheimer jewish astrophysicist didn't use any kind of prosthetics because Mm. well essentially because he looked like him um they also say that i think tracy ann oberman says this that tom conti played einstein in that film didn't use any prosthetic prosthetics didn't need to I would have bought it actually, into. I think it's a bit offended, I would have. Jewish. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to read your comments. Mm. I, I was. I I would have more meaningfully bought into it and felt more comfortable with it if he hadn't got a prosthetic nose. And I was just watching him perform. Sometimes it's a little bit like when an actor, great actors, try and do an accent and they haven't
0: quite right, got,
1: got it. it. It forever gets in the way of their performance. I think. I
0: that. think this is what I think. I think we have to accept that some people. Many people are going to be offended by this and hurt by it, and it's a good conversation to have for future thoughts on this. But please, let's not make this such a massive thing, so overshadows the film, the film and the man, Leonard Bernstein, Bernstein. Yeah. Um, because surely that's an incredible thing to hear this story of this this genius guy, and I can just feel. We're going to get into huge cancel culture, and there's going to be no mind paid to the intention. What was the intention?
1: And don't forget, we've got we've got Helen Mirren is playing Golda, I believe, is, is the Israeli Prime Minister's name in a in a biopic of of her life. But let me just retrace. There's just a part of Tracy. When I read Tracy Ann Oberman's critique, though, this there is an element of the criticism that I agree with, and this 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 is a sentence from Tracy Ann Oberman. Obviously, um, great actress. If Bradley Cooper greenlights your film to play that because he was produced directed it, uh, greenlights a film to play the Jewish composer Bernstein, and you want Bradley to play Bernstein over a Jewish A-lister actor who could equally play the role, Tracy Ann Oberman's argument is let Bradley Cooper's acting be so magnificent and truthful that the character of Bernstein shines through what he already looks like. Mm. Now, th- this, the sensibility that she's got there is what I would if I was on. So I would have said, we don't need the nose for you to capture the truth yes. of this man. Yeah. And my problem with it, and I think the danger with it, and why it might I can see most people here, absolutely it's not a problem for, but I think where it might become a problem for some people is that on some level it feels like, despite all the layers of what goes into a performance and interpreting a role and a life and presenting that life on screen, to come to something so simple that is so sort of in the way of everything... And distracts from everything else is it could be seen as a bit of an oversight.
0: I think if he was playing a non-famous Jewish composer yeah. um, and he used a nose, then I would think, oh my God, that's complete Jew right. face. What is he doing here? But because he's playing a real person, you can understand how he went for it. I think...
1: Faith Goodman's right. Family are happy, that's most important, but unfortunately, I think Nadia's hit the nail on the head. In this cancel culture where everyone has to be on either that side of the road or that side of the road...
0: There's no... There's no just, like... Yeah, discussion. But like Bad, Bad
1: Bod, I haven't seen your comments before, Bad Bod says, you'd have thought... And this is something... I know what you're saying here. You'd have thought the filmmakers, whether they should or shouldn't is a different thing, but you'd have thought the filmmakers would have had the foresight to see this controversy mm. coming. We live in a world where proper representation mm. is at the forefront.
0: and And that's why I think this is a good discussion to have it, but let's have it, and then it's at the forefront, and then in future films, but let's not red meat it, you know, tear it like walls and that's go okay. on and on and on. When, I think, what, I think when, what's good is to have the vis-
1: conversation, yeah. hear, the, hear the worries and concerns. And go,
0: oh, OK, I'd never thought of it like that. Right, like, OK, yeah. because I'm not Jewish and I wouldn't... That That's what we need.
1: And once again, Always. RJ Banana, the intent, has, the intent is not to cause the very thing. I mean, in a sense, you could almost argue, going back to Bad Bod's point, this thought will have so not been in their heads... That it possibly didn't. Do you see what I mean? It didn't even I don't come think into people this. People are
0: suggesting here that maybe the the uh, company wanted the controversy. I don't think no, so because this is the sort of no. thing that kills a film. It
1: could. Now, yeah, yeah.
0: all those people, all those people, not just the stars, all the actors, the costume designers, the DOPs, mm-hmm. the people raising the finance, the family,
1: yeah, not all gonna, of those people
0: will be. Brokenhearted yeah. if people don't see this yeah. film because of this. Yeah, Reese so... Roberts,
1: most importantly, watch the film for yourself and then make your mind up. Absolutely. I mean, unfortunately for me, the teaser didn't really get me that excited, but I, you know, I love Bradley. Well, I was so just like... lying in the bed listening to it, and it sounded so intense
0: the scene. I was like, I was. Well, yeah.
1: I mean, I mean, at one uh, point, I have always thought, I don't know if you've seen um what was that wonderful film that we saw where he plays the mad, he played Barbara Streisand's hairdresser. Do you remember? Oh God, what was it? What was the wonderful who? film?
0: The who film did? the f- Who played it? Bradley, Bradley Cooper. Oh, Do you
1: remember the really? comedy that we saw at the beginning? Oh, what's the name of the film? The one set in the 70s, the sort of romance, and oh my god. Does anyone about. Oh, you, you will you remember they'll know. He was the manic hairdresser who was I screaming want to see into it. I the love boy's it. face. It was Philip Seymour Hoffman's son was in it. What was that bloody oh, name? Of the oh,
0: oh, licorice pizza. Ooh,
1: well done, there you go. You see, licorice pizza. In that film, that film, in Licorice Pizza, I thought Bradley Cooper looked like... Um, what's his name? Barry Manilow. And in this, I thought he looked... At, at one point, I thought the shot was so weird. And Barry... The thing about Barry Manilow... You You've would been always, interviewed Barry. About, he was... I've you never lo- he me- loved him. I am, will never hear a bad word said about Barry Manilow. <laughs> he was... Absolute I've heard that charm before. personified. Yeah. Gallows humor, warm, lovely, sensitive. I just loved him. Absolutely loved him. And he would always joke about his nose. Blessing. Yeah,
0: but was that because he'd been bullied about it, so he'd get in before other people True. could?
1: Love licorice pizza. But there was a moment. There was a moment where I just thought, my God, this doesn't look like Bradley. I'm just seeing Nina You saying that? So. Um...
0: So, can you notice probably never noticed to have a fine Arab nose? You've got a great Arab nose. I love your nose. I, I, love, like your nose. Nose. <laughs> I
1: love your dad's nose as well. <laughs>
0: my dad's nose is like this, yeah. literally. Yeah. My sister used to sit, Dina used to sit like this at dinner with her finger like that, trying to get him to have a straightened nose. Yeah. <laughs>
1: For can Dad. I just, can, just quickly, because people are saying how lovely Barramano was. Well, <coughs> I, I interviewed him many, many this many years ago, about 20, 25 years ago. And uh, we were sat in a really expensive hotel suite with we the only people to get an interview with him. He we was doing a great big gig. And we, in those days, when you ran in as a video journalist, you'd go in, you'd set up your camera, you'd be doing, it was really hard. You had to do all the interactivity with huge celebrities. I did Diana Ross once, got my hand caught in a bra, putting on a microphone, so embarrassing. Um, So liaison with Barry Manilow had all his team around him, pop up what's called a pag light on a stand, little light, just to pump a little bit of light into his face, Uh, set up your camera. Once you've done all of that, you've been talking, 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 you've got five minutes, talk through the interview, get ready to go. Did all of that. That light that you take in though is run by a battery. This is how technicalities can get in the way of everything. So we're doing the interview and it's absolutely fantastic, but the battery goes, starts to go on my pag light. And what happens with those lights is they think it was a good thing, but they don't just cut out like most kids. Mm-hmm. It would sink.
0: <laughs> and light. so
1: it would become like sunset. And Barry Manilow said, we started this interview in daylight, but now I feel like it's the golden hour. <laughs> he said, can you see me? Oh. I can see you. you can. And I think he said you can probably see my nose. Oh, my uh, he God, was... I,
0: love, oh, I love people like
1: that. He's so lovely. Anyway, We're running
0: out of time.
1: Swimming coach. Let's do that.
0: Well, and I wanted to do the other one. Which one would you prefer to uh, do? Well, we need to do Swimming Coach because yeah. we, we went for this. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll do the other one as a live on Coffee Manning Instagram. Idea. Good idea, good uh, Which is the one about um, whether, how you would feel if a man, if you were eating alone in a restaurant mm. and a man paid for you but told the waiter not to say who'd paid for you. So we'll, I'll have that mm. discussion with you later on Coffee okay. Morning Instagram. No, but this is a swimming coach who said to a little girl, it looks like you work out. Okay, She was uncomfortable with that. She told the school. The school made a complaint, said it was wholly inappropriate and he was sacked. And he um, believes that he's been unfairly dismissed. Mm -hmm. I, God, when I think of the swimming teachers I had at school, I never liked a single swimming teacher I ever had when I was at school. I really didn't. But um, you look like you've been working out from a female perspective is somebody commenting on the look of your How body not on the strength said. of your body i think she was 11 uh, was she 11
1: yeah it looks like a, 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 a primary she was a primary school girl it doesn't say the age
0: mm. uh, can i just say it it made, made her feel uncomfortable yeah. now i think when i think back school, to when i first started 11. feeling uncomfortable right as a young person and I got boobs really early. I got uh, my period really early. It was probably about eight or nine that I started to just my instinct go, oh, and you, I would never say anything to anyone about anything that was ever mm. said to me because I thought, oh, why am I feeling that, that weird feeling? Mm. That is something that we need to listen to, right? Mm. Our instinct is is the most powerful thing that we have as human beings. But unless we teach, especially young girls, but, but, but everybody to listen to that, and that's not to be dismissed, then we're missing a moment with them because it can then go on and on and then when I think through my life all the situations I was in were like, oh my god I'm not going to say anything about that. oh god well I'm not going to say anything about that did that start right from that young age when I just felt something didn't know what it was but felt that something wasn't right and didn't say anything can I just so I can understand why some people will go well but she felt uncomfortable. He was just saying about her body. But if a child says they feel uncomfortable, mm. well, I think you have to listen to it. Do
1: you think he should have been given a warning? A couple of things, Let me just throw a couple of things into this sort of because I think it's interesting. At first, you just think, right, no. You know, as a father, as a parent, you're like, no, you don't comment on a girl's how a girl looks physically at well, all at well, school. That
0: wasn't my very very first thought when I very very first saw the headline. I thought, God, oh, that seems a bit over the top. What? That they sacked it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I stopped and I thought about it. And I went, but, but no, that's actually. But let's why go back. Is he but let's remember. Like let's
1: remember they were essentially a sports teacher, a swimming teacher. It's a very different type of teaching, which is actually a form of teaching all based upon physicality and the body and strength and prowess. I'm not I'm not this is not in no way is this seeking to justify this. This is always just trying to kind of air, air find something because the judge says in this tribunal that perhaps this was too harsh a judgement that you know perhaps he should have been given a warning and then given a chance to kind of you know correct correct the ways. I don't think by just saying this it it absolutely indicates he's predatory or 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 anything necessarily. I mean could he, given that there's a certain brisk brash with every trainer I've had, any lots of people in the sports physical body industry talk about the body in a very sort of throwaway fashion, mm-hmm. in a, actually in quite an unsexualized fashion. Of course, a lot don't, don't a lot do, but you know, yes, it was inappropriate to be said. Yes, it shouldn't happen with young children, but in saying it, does it necessarily mean that he was? all the things that we could all quite quickly and easily think he might be.
0: Well, the thing is, the thing is, if this was, like, his first time and he said it, I think, like, a really stern warning of never, ever, you know, commenting probably would have been a choice as well. Um... He said, "I think, didn't he, that he hadn't broken any of the safeguarding. I, we have strict safeguarding policies in place, and these were followed."
1: This is the Doncaster. This is Doncaster authorities said this.
0: Mm. So that means he hadn't. Oh, so
1: he had been. He, so he did know that the policies were there not to be broken, essentially. Because this yeah. is Donc- this, this is his bosses who fired him who said this. Mm. Yeah. And, I mean, in a sense, although the judge says he could have been given a warning, he also did say that the comment demonstrates that he had been observing her physical appearance. Yeah. And in that context, however intended, the comment is inappropriate. Exactly.
0: So, it has to be really, really strict. It has to be. We complain when children go through stuff and we have... So, if if they're safeguarding rules, that's part of their safeguarding rules, you do not comment on a child's physicality, then I'm afraid you're going to get sacked. I think
1: Naomi Proverbs sums it up right, though. Don't comment on a child's appearance end of. I just think that that's why I don't think you should Yeah,
0: yeah. So so the thing is, and it's such a grey area, that's why it's it's so difficult, isn't it, with mm. sports people. That's what has to be really strict because mm. that could be blurred lines. Oh well, I was just talking about yeah. the fact that you yeah, know, yeah. muscles and I'm a sports teacher and all of this. Yeah. Um, so I think it was I think it was the right decision mm-hmm. I mean of course nobody in my life has ever said to me oh you look like you work out because I never have looked like I've worked out but when I've heard other people say it about girls or two girls it's always suggested yeah. it's a weird thing to say
1: someone did say if it was said to a boy it would be. Would it be different it's in it's interesting because it would be seen as a kind of compliment. It would be a. It's interesting. But see, that's
0: where it gets so the, grey for yeah. boys, doesn't it? It's yeah. like, oh yeah, it's like if an older woman approaches a young boy who isn't yeah. ready for sex. You know, it's all like, oh, yeah. lucky you. Yeah. You know, so it has yeah. to be a
1: cast iron rule. Has, and to, be has to be cast iron,
0: that. boys and girls. No. So
1: we're going to have to sign off because we've got to we've got to head off quickly. I'm um, just quickly. I just wanted to say that the man in Somerset accused of being a, a, the gimp has been banned by court from two they things. Found it. Yeah, so he's been banned from doing this, but I want to know how on earth are they going to enact this? He's been banned from wearing a mask, fair enough, but also from wriggling on the floor. I wonder if that's ever happened before. You are banned. How do you ban someone from wriggling on the floor?
0: Just seen a bit of breaking news there. Education secretary says nobody will look at your A-level grades in 10 years.
1: She didn't.
0: That's just popped up. There. She
1: didn't say that. So hang on. Now. Oh no, no, that's not a comment from someone. It's a, news, no, it's it's a new. Yeah, news flash. That's a, not a flash. Oh You said someone just said. No, I somebody... thought you meant someone here. I'm just looking at comments. No, no, that
0: just stop, just up there. A, oh, right. a news flash has yeah, just yeah. said. Education secretary has just said. <laughs> Nobody will look at your grades in ten years. Now, we happen to believe hang that. On, we hang on. what?
1: The fact that she said that goes to the heart of the lunacy of everything.
0: And you say that after you've made them think of nothing else but that for seven years and then mark them down.
1: So the news is just coming through now that, well, two conflicting reports. One saying that it's A-level results, worst in four years, with top grades down and a massive scramble now for university clearing places. And then somewhere else, someone said, a headline said, highest rate of of highest grade. So maybe there's more high grades, but also more losers. I don't know. Going to have to dig into what that story is there. But... But I tell you this, it's not is... 10
0: years, it's, it's like in a minute, nobody will look at your grades. Oh. So, you know, these poor kids are brought up to think that that grade is everything and that they will fail in life if they don't get them. And I just think it's... If a you attach travesty.
1: such success and failure to something so simple and specific, life does become traumatic.
0: It does. It's and that's why that. we have that. year and year and year after year after year, we have the most unhappy children... This is Children's Society report. Hannah, Hannah. Year, yeah. in, year in, year out, the most unhappy children in Europe. What? Because we test them to death, and then we, and, and then we have something like that said.
1: So, uh, Michael Parkinson has just died, sadly. Oh. The chat show host, who oh. was a mainstay of the 70s. Oh, so Michael absolutely. Parkinson has just died. Um, so, so I just wanted to quickly read before we do a happy birthday. Hannah Lieb shoots, after all the mental health struggles I went through, my GCSEs and A levels, I find it an utter insult. Of course. Of course you do. Of course. Um, and, uh, oh, right, look, the BBC... Sorry, fine, lots of news breaking at the moment. BBC coming through on deadline. Uh, BBC are to air the Jimmy Savile drama. This is interesting. There's a yeah. lot of controversy around this. We will be watching it. We will be talking about it. It is a hot potato as to whether this should, should have been made at all. Mm. Um, anyway... I don't think it should have done. No. OK, guys,
0: so... So, who was the happy birthday? Emma. Happy, happy, birthday birthday happy, birthday happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear, dear Emma. Emma. Happy Happy birthday birthday
1: to you. you. Um, And And we
0: will talk about Michael Parkinson tomorrow. We will, because
1: there are so Mm. many classic moments of Mm. interviews that he did with people. Um, So, guys, have a great day, and we will see you.